Good morning and welcome to Key News Live with Jake and Kevin. Today we're going to be talking about retargeting for your marketing efforts and why it's important to use retargeting. Um, According to some stats I've got in front of me, about 96% of visitors that come to your website are not ready to buy. But they may be willing to provide contact information, which is also very valuable, in exchange for content which you can provide. Uh, That said, you have no more than eight seconds to persuade your website visitor to stick around. That's not a lot of time, and that does not surprise me in the least, just because in our current culture of immediate gratification, people want their stuff and they want it now. (laughs) So fortunately, there is something that you can do to bring back those lost visitors, and that is running retargeting campaigns. Makes sense. So Jake, what is a retargeting campaign? So retargeting campaigns can be set up a couple different ways, but ultimately um, what you're doing is you're targeting your most recent website traffic. Um, you could do those with some pixels, and that's that's a really common form. It's some code that gets placed on the website. Okay. You place it on all pages, on specific pages. Um, there's, there's a few different ways you can go about doing that, um, but what that's doing is placing you know, cookies on devices, and those cookies uh, essentially are going to expire in about 30 days, or consumers also have the option to delete our cookies and our browsing cookies. Sure. That can happen as well. So you kind of explained how it works, but can you go into like a deeper dive of how does uh, retargeting work for marketing efforts if someone decided to utilize this technique? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the the jo- essentially this code, this JavaScript code, uh, it, it can do a number of different things. We can do retargeting, uh, do retargeting so we're actually going to be able to uh, serve ads to somebody's devices on all sorts of ad-supported websites. So whether okay. it's ESPN or local news or on some apps, things like that. Uh, we can also use these pixels to do retargeting specifically uh, to certain platforms. So some of these platforms could be, you know, like Facebook. Okay. Or, or um, you know, like Twitter, some social media platforms. There's, there's a few others that we can get into. Um, but there's, there's a few different ways we can go about doing that. So... What you're saying is that we can just place some JavaScript code on someone's website that tracks all of their ads that they're serving through uh, Facebook or any social media advertising that they're doing. It tracks uh, a user's movement on connected TV or programmatic radio or uh, any connected kind of advertising that we're doing, correct? Yes, you're on the right Interesting. track. Interesting. Okay. Right track. So yeah, that web traffic, if they are, um, you know, you got to keep in mind most websites, well, whatever it is, about 50% of that website traffic is coming from a mobile device. Sure. Plus or minus, right? Okay. So on that mobile device, let's say somebody likes to stream their, their radio and they listen to Pandora and Spotify. Okay. Well, this could connect those dots and say, hey, this, this person on your website on their phone has... Uh, been known to stream stream audio content. Mm-hmm. So that would be one way that we could have this pixel in place and it would start collecting and, and it would start building up this audience um, so that we could see based on you know web traffic in the last 30 days, maybe we've got a, a really healthy audience that we could serve audio content. To. Okay. All right. Yeah. So 
you're going to explain it to Kev again. <laughs> what are the pros and cons of retargeting? Like, why would someone want to incorporate this into their marketing efforts? And what are some things that might be, you know, not not as great for using this strategy? Well, I think I think the pros. Let's start there. I think the pros is 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 really there's going to be. Yeah, it's your best audience. I mean, mm-hmm. you, get, you can look at traffic and you can determine, hey, who's, um, you know, who's who's on our site spending a, a healthy amount of time or you know, keeps looking at maybe a specific product um, or a specific page. Um, you know, I think I think that's one excellent way to look at it. There's a lot sure. of there's a lot of segmentation that can get put into retargeting campaigns. Okay. So if you wanted to say, hey, we've got a lot of traffic, but we only want to sell our products to you know eighteen to 30, 35 year olds. You know, there's certain things that we can do to make sure that we're only serving ads to certain types of people. So I think the pros would be, you know, we've got we've got a way to really narrow in on who our best audience is. Sure. Um, we've just got a little bit more tracking, a little bit more detailed, um, you know, kind of analytic analytical type data that that we can really use uh, to our advantage to make sure that we're gonna put paid media efforts in front of those who are most likely to respond in, in favorable ways. Sure. Uh, you know, marketing specific products or specific pages, there is there are dynamic components. So I think a common thing every consumer in 2020 is familiar with is you look at a product and then you see that product uh, pretty aggressively over the next next couple weeks. Yes. Um, you know, that that is a... A, a great way that that marketers can say, "Hey, remember what you looked at? Let's <laughs> come back and finish this this process because you got maybe you were interrupted. So let's remind somebody, you know, hey, you looked at this product six times in the last in the last week. Um, if they got interrupted and couldn't complete that purchase, you know, a simple reminder is all it takes sometimes. Sure. Um, and and with that being said, that is a that is a pro where I'd say it can speed up conversions. It can trigger that impulse by mm-hmm. um, that impulse decision of, um, you know, I, I've, I've been guilty of this before. Something <laughs> expensive, Like, ah, okay, I'm going to buy it eventually. So I know I'm going to buy it eventually. I'll just buy it now. Yeah. Because they hit me with yep. that dynamic ad that says, Hey, this thing that you're going to buy one day, uh, now it's 15, 20% off. All right. That's all it took. Now, now I'm just going to go and buy that. <laughs> so I've been guilty of it. Um, but it, but it definitely can be effective. And, and I think the, the main pro is you're, you're really trying to, to, to harness the ability and the power of, of putting the right message, product, service in front of the, the most relevant audience. Sure. And I think something everybody can get behind um, in, in, in uh, 2020 is, you know, I, I get Geico ads or I get <laughs> whatever that ad is. I get, you know, we get those big name brand ads all the time. Yep. Um, sometimes the marketing isn't or the targeting isn't right. I'm not the right demographic for a product. Um, but what we're targeting can do is it can really hone in on the right demographic, the you know, the most, you know, the most likely candidate to purchase or make that decision. So you're saying those AARP uh, mailings that you're getting aren't resonating with you, Jake? Not, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> on, on the cons side, you know the cons are, are um, you know they're not they're not too uh, nothing too drastic. So sure. I think for cons, we're just kind of looking at you know sometimes um, there's there's going to be a lower lower audience pool. We don't have enough people to target. Um, we're not we're not focusing on a huge group of people that maybe not 
um, maybe aren't familiar with the product or service. Sure. Um, you know, so we're focusing on a very small collected group of people. That um, are already aware of your... Already aware. Sure. Because yeah. you're pulling data from your own website, right? It's not Correct. like a full new awareness type campaign. It's it's fully like, hey, bring them back. You got Check it. this out. You got it. Killer. Got it. Uh, the other, I, I would say maybe one other con would be it could be complicated and it could get time intensive in some cases. Mm. So when we talk about this this JavaScript code and, and placing these these pixels on sites, um, sometimes it can it can be a little bit uh, difficult to manage. So for um, a novice person or somebody like myself, who, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be the. It would take me a long time to figure this sure. process out. Um, and, you know, sometimes there's, you know, websites need to get updated. Sometimes there's other things that could come in, into play where you want to, you know, run certain things or certain features. Maybe you got to make other website updates. Um, there could be more to it than that. But, um, you know, there could be a little bit more time on, on, the, on the front end of, sure. of running these campaigns, some of them. And I know you had talked about this earlier, saying that you have about 30 days uh, for someone to be served one of these ads and have that window of time. Uh, and that's only if they haven't engaged within that 30 day window, right? Like if they've engaged at that 30 day window on day 29, another 30 days is, are added on to their uh, ads being served, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good then. Yeah. And, and with that being said, you did kind of remind me of something here, but uh, there's also, you know, we can, you can also have frequency caps in place. Mm. So the amount of times we're going to serve retargeting ads, you know, we might think this is the best audience to serve ads to. Um, we might be able to segment it out and say, hey, here's different age groups or some other, other behaviors that we want to make sure we're including and in who's going to see a retargeting ad. Um, but with that said, you know, it's not always, you know, sometimes you have to learn uh, through this process, especially early on. So if we have a, a few different audience segments in these retargeting campaigns, um, it is important that frequency caps are in place. Sure. So generally somebody's going to see some ads, you know, X amount of times in a day. Um, if they don't take any action, they might they might see some ads later in the month. Okay. Um, that can be, you know, a moderate or aggressive, but... Um, Ultimately, if they respond to those retargeting ads, you know they get they get taken out of the queue, so they shouldn't continue gotcha. to see them. Um, unless, of course, there's a broader campaign going on where we want to make sure the purchase is completed. Okay, um, there could be some other other things worked into it, but a lot of options. Interesting. So, what are some ways uh, you could leverage a retargeting campaign, uh, incorporating that into your overall marketing strategy? So leveraging retargeting campaigns, I think, you know, just going back to going back to, you know, what what segmentations can get mm -hmm. put into place. So um, if we can if we can think about the the behavior that we want to focus on, um, what what time, you know, is there is there time limitations? Is there a, you know, act, you know, act now, buy now for this discount or, mm. you know, we want to focus on fast, fast conversions or, um, you know, looking through those existing customers and, and, and trying to figure out, um, you know, how can we, how can we show, you know, dynamic ads that are going to be specific to somebody that is, you know, buys repeatedly from us versus somebody who we think hasn't hasn't purchased from our, our company before sure um you know we can try and tailor those messages a little bit differently so really i think at the end of the day if you can put really relevant content in front of somebody um and that content is going to matter to them and they just it's they're going to see it get exposed to it yeah and they're going to react a certain way 
um, you know, that's the best kind of marketing anybody can do. And Absolutely. Um, so I think, uh, and also when we get into, you know, we're kind of rounding out the summer in 2020. We're, we're in the middle of it, but it's going to be over before we know. <laughs> yeah, it will be. <laughs> so that is going to be September. And then September is going to be over real quick, and then it's yep. going to be October. And what's going to happen in October is a lot of, uh, you know, B2C companies, uh, a lot of people that, that are going to rely on holiday sales and holiday shopping, you know, they're, they're, I think statistically, they're really going to start ramping up their plans in, you know, October, November. What sure. are they going to be doing for these holiday, the, these holiday sales and specials? Oh, yeah. And obviously, this fall, we're going to be in a little bit of a different situation <laughs> with, with COVID and everything. Yep. So I think, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of reports coming out that e-commerce is up. Um, there's, there's just a lot of tech, a lot of digital stuff that's, mm-hmm. that's doing really well right now. Um, one thing I would anticipate is and encourage everybody that might be listening is to start thinking about your holiday shopping, um, as soon as you can at this point, start getting just some early thoughts in place, start preparing for that and, um, start thinking about ways that you can drive traffic to your site. Um, not just, you know, digital, traditional, whatever those methods are, but know you can drive new traffic to the site and, and then start focusing on, you know, planning for what can you do with retargeting? How can you segment? You need website traffic to be able to do these retargeting campaigns. So get that traffic there. And then we can start thinking about how can we retarget to these people in the best ways. Awesome note to leave on. Jake, thank you so much for explaining it to Kev. Thanks, <laughs> 